0: Everyone, <laughs> I was hey, welcome great. to Scare House Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God, what show am I on?
1: Coming in hot. <laughs> Coming in hot. Here comes Katie, bringing in the thunder.
0: <laughs> hey, everyone.
1: <laughs> She's a pirate today. Sunday.
0: This, so you're Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Grave digger. <laughs> I couldn't think of a monster truck. <laughs> smashy, smashy cars go smashy. Um, okay. Hey everyone, welcome to the ScareHouse Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Dutters, and uh, today I'm joined by co-host, Scott Simmons.
1: Hey everybody, it's October. <laughs> sleep is for the week. Losers in your <laughs> sleep getting.
0: <laughs> and today we are here with our friends from Row House. Hi friends. Hello. Hi. Oh,
2: I you want to go first? Oh, am I gonna oh, Okay, I'm going to introduce myself first. <laughs> My name is Molly. I'm the event director for Row House Cinema, and beside me is...
3: So my name is not Brian Mendelson. My name is <laughs> Travis Ayers and I handle public relations at Row House Cinema.
1: Wait, you are not Brian?
3: I'm not Brian Mendelson today. This
1: podcast at least, is over. Thanks, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Out. <laughs> so, for for people who don't know, what is Row House Cinema?
2: Uh, Row House Cinema is a single screen theater in Lawrenceville. Uh, we're independent and we typically only show older films so you're not going to see anything brand new popping up on our screen but we're going to show all the old classics and whatnot and handily we're also joined by our beer store so you can have Ooh. beer in the theater i know so fancy and what's that called that is called beer port and i know you have video games down there Mm. We do. We do. <laughs> I always forget about that because I never take <laughs> advantage of it. But we do. We have we our little video don't. game system. I'm not a gamer. So Travis definitely is more into that than pretty that. much
3: every single Sega Genesis game that you can imagine we have. We also have altered ones, So you can play Streets of Rage as Batman. So what?
2: Yeah, we have everything down there. Yeah, That's been a staff, uh, a staff kind of project. They all got together and got us some sweet stuff. Yeah. It's like
0: you unlocked a level.
2: (laughs) It really is.
1: It really is. Yeah. So cool. What is the history of Row House? Because, um, you know, other cities or other people listening might have single screen independent theaters, but Row House is a new addition to the Pittsburgh landscape.
2: Yeah. So our owner, Brian Mendelson, who for the record is not here. (laughs) Not here. (laughs) He's actually locked in a closet behind (laughs) us. let me out (laughs) yeah this was kind of a passion project of his it was I mean obviously like the remodeling of an actual row house in Lawrenceville um started like you know probably like six years ago it was a huge project for them um but we've been open for about four and a half years so basically the dream was to be able to combine a beer store that you could also bring your into the theater you know have like kind of like a whole night out that's really Mm -hmm. the goal so that way you know you know you can go somewhere one place have a whole evening and just enjoy yourself um but it's i mean what we've yeah four and a half years four and a half years yeah and so it's been it's been growing pretty steadily
1: yeah and what is I mean, I'm not necessarily looking for a mission statement, but what is the philosophy <laughs> uh, behind, statement. B- behind programming? Because, you know, you guys put a lot of thought into l- lumping movies together week to week. Like, w- what's the thought process that goes into deciding what movies are going to get shown at Row House all year?
2: Oh, man, you make it sound so scientific. It's really <laughs> not. Um, well, I mean, okay, so we have a really great staff, and everyone, of course, has opinions about movies, you know. Who doesn't? Um, But basically, our goal is every single week we have a theme in which all of these movies fit this theme. And so, you know, it happens quick, like, you know, every single week, brand new movies. So in one month, you can have anything from, you know, stuff by Miyazaki, so like, you know, the anime stuff, or I mean, French cinema, or I mean, like a Tim Burton week. So we really try to kind of cater to all tastes so that way everyone can kind of come and have an enjoyable evening at the theater. But really, we take, like, suggestions from the public. People send us stuff all the time. You know, our own staff comes up with stuff. I mean, really, anyone and everyone. There's no really scientific formula to it. We just kind of try to show what everyone loves and what we love.
1: And is it, I would imagine, because, I mean, ScareHouse has worked with theaters before some of which aren't really around anymore that we're doing this like for me personally as as anyone who's listened to the podcast knows i'm a huge movie nerd and i actually i i remember back in the 90s when the Rex was actually uh showing showing movies and uh you know that's where i saw suspiria for the first time and oh, wow. some of these uh john woo films and things uh that I would imagine it's a kind of a challenge in trying to figure out the programming because you've got the hardcore film nerds like me, but then I would imagine you can't necessarily make a business work all year round, just trying to satisfy that handful of movie nerds who are going to go out and seek this stuff out. So like how much of a balance goes into that? Hmm.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Well, I mean, we're, it's been a learning process, absolutely. I mean, there are things that we can show now that we just didn't have the audience for, you know back year one. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it really is about kind of audience trust mm-hmm. and building that. and you know bringing people in with the things that they know and love, things like the Princess Bride, which we show every year on our birthday week because we love it and we know other people do too. Um, and so kind of catering to that mass audience, but then also, you know, get it just getting them in the door, you know, really kind of connects them with us, and they will t- typically they'll come see other things that they normally wouldn't. You know, things that kind of push their boundaries a little bit. Um, so a little bit of the, you know more quote unquote film nerd stuff. <laughs> uh, and um, and I think that's really kind of what we've been, what, what our goal has been overall. Um, I mean, in terms of a, a week, we 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 try to do what we call balancing it. Um, you know, we'll we'll pick like you know, a heavy hitter, one or two things that we know that people will love, or at least we think we know. I mean, trust me, sometimes, gamble. yeah, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> we get it really wrong. Um, but what we think will people will really come and, and love. And then like a few that we know are not as well known, aren't going to really like, you know, hit that mass marketing, audience that we know and love. Um, But we still feel it's really important to show them because either we particularly love them or we know people that really are just dying to see them in a theater because there is really something magical about being able to see something on a large screen in a movie theater setting that you haven't seen in years, or, you know, you missed because, I mean, I don't know, maybe you weren't in existence yet, that, you know, when the (laughs) movie came out. Um, So we try to balance that, so that way we can kind of um, cater to everyone, and then also, you know, just have something that's like not catering to one grout yeah yeah i mean that's really that's that's really what we try to do but it has been a learning experience (laughs) sometimes we get it really wrong (laughs) i know a
1: couple years ago and i i'm a big proponent of going to the theater going surrounding yourself with human beings uh saw um singing in the rain at row house which is a movie you know i've seen a gazillion times lots of people know it but to see it with an audience and i couldn't tell you how many people in the audience had seen before gangbusters i mean it mm-hmm. was people were laughing they were cheering and there's something when you watch those older movies there's kind of a disconnect usually you're watching them at home maybe you're on mm-hmm. your laptop and like, oh that's funny that's charming you know you're mm-hmm. and but then when you actually see it with an audience that's into it and you realize wow there's a lot of power behind this it's fantastic it gives you that whole new appreciation for things that you take for granted sometimes
2: yeah i mean that's uh, that's so true i mean there are things especially that like you know, you have to see them with an audience. Like, you're just not going to appreciate Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. at home. You're you're really, really not. Like, so for example, like what we just showed, House. House,
3: yeah. Japanese from House. Yeah, Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, and it's great. But I mean, if you're sitting alone and you've never seen it before (laughs) and you don't really know like, what you're in for, I mean, you're not going mean, to, it's no. just not going to get you the way it will get you when you're with a whole audience full of people going, what am I
1: watching? Yes. Mm-hmm. What's I, I'm, happening? I'm so jealous because I, <laughs> I, House is one of the ones I've been holding off on. I wanted to see it, and it just worked out where it reached a point, I think it was on Filmstruck or it was somewhere, I'm like, all right, I need to see this. I don't know when I'm going to have a chance to see it in the theater, and I was so disappointed that I didn't wait for that experience because it was just me by myself with a dog and just going what's <laughs> happening right now yeah
2: i know and don't you just like wish that there was at least one person next to you that <laughs> yes. you could kind of connect with and feed off yeah. of your complete like i'm uh, not understanding what you're watching yes it's so great yeah you, d- you absolutely need it yeah so i mean that's that's one of the things we try to do you know i was know?
3: gonna say that and the prime example is tommy why the room oh, when God, we do our yeah. room screenings, oh, yeah. they sell out within like the first week but to watch such a horrible movie with such you know, like just eclectic, rowdy crowd is the most fun you'll ever have at a movie theater, because we give out the spoons, we give out the footballs. Oh, yeah. people are tossing footballs around. Like, it's just such a fun experience. And I could, watching the room at home would not do it justice compared mm-hmm. to seeing it at Row House, where, you know,' it's, just, it's a party environment. Everyone has fun. Everyone leaves like with a smile on their face. It's just a really cool experience uh, when we show the room. It totally
2: yeah. is. The laughter is just, I mean, deafening. Yes. You can hear it <laughs> yeah. out like in the lobby. I mean, that's two doors away. It's, it's awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, and the social aspect by being able to go next door and go downstairs is great, too. Because that's a lot of times what happens is, if I may, with a lot of modern movies, you're like, oh, okay, that was a thing I just saw. I don't really have too much to say about it. But a lot of the movies that you guys program you kind of want to say what just happened or what's the context of that. Mm-hmm. And I love that even if you go to row house by yourself, you can sort of find some friends downstairs yep. and, and go through the beers or go through the root beers or playing games and talk, you know, it's like a, a chance to have a film discussion about what you just saw. And I love that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's a nice kind of informal setting. Um, I myself am not a huge fan of a, uh, really structured after film talks or Q and A's I just find them very awkward and I just it just ugh, I can't do it <laughs> but it's nice because if we do something like that we can typically have it in the tap room which mm-hmm. is right next door and nothing you know kind of like chills out an atmosphere like having a beer in a place that's like you know it's cozy it's got slightly darker lighting yeah. like you know it's just it's just nicer to have a conversation so whenever we kind of do that we try to have them in the tap room next door just to kind of chill that out a little bit and uh, so that's definitely a perk well I
1: I think I talked to you guys about this I had that experience with uh, John Cameron Mitchell when you showed uh, showed whatever shirt (laughs) bus it you know like uh, during a I mean I think there might have been a little bit of a traditional Q&A after that but it was great afterward to actually just have a conversation and he is John Cameron, he's like, he's such a soulful, deep person. And it was actually a little intimidating. Not -hmm. so much to be like, oh, I'm talking to this person, but he was really intense and hanging on every word. But it was interesting to have that kind of, exactly what you're talking about, that kind of exchange as opposed to, okay, I'm going to raise my hand and everyone in the audience is waiting yeah. to hear what I'm going to say. Yeah. They're and all going like, to stare oh, at you. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah. There's nothing worse than having people just stare at you blankly. And you're like, uh, so you just keep rambling. So yep. your original thing might be really great, but then you just add on those extra like <laughs> 10 sentences yeah. that make you sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah.
1: I'm going to put you on the spot cause that's what I do. It's kind of my thing. Uh-oh. Um, Run. what are some movies that you thought would do <laughs> okay and end up being blockbusters <laughs> And then conversely, what are some movies you thought, oh, we're going to blow the roof off and did not do as well as you thought would?
3: (laughs) I mean, the ones that come to mind with me, at least, is stuff like Step Brothers, Old School, like these really just goofy, fun comedies that you think like you and your friends would get together to go and like just have a blast, have a few drinks, like. Movies like that Don't do well oh I don't gosh, know what it is yeah. But they don't They don't pull So yeah like Goofy comedies like that Police I mean, Academy police totally Academy bomb. We thought oh, oh. that was like, Going to be a Classic comedies Yeah
2: And
4: just yeah, nothing Our
2: rule of thumb Has become unfortunately Kind of become If it's an 80s comedy It's just not Going to happen For, for us Also yeah. westerns Which I really Want to try And turn that around
4: out. Yeah
2: But mm. yeah That's we, We're learning We're figuring it yes. out <laughs> <laughs> But yeah
1: <laughs> I And I think Travis may have heard me tell the story, but uh, back about 10 years or so ago, when the Oaks Theater in Oakmont uh, under Randy Collins, I think, was showing, they would do, for the summer, they would call it the Moonlit Matinee, Mm -hmm. and Scarehouse was involved with that. And it was the same thing. Like, you knew, okay, Jaws is gonna do really well. This Mm -hmm. is gonna do really well. But I remember we had a showing of Roadhouse, and it was on Ah. Father's Day weekend. And somehow Randy had tracked down a, 30, a new 35 millimeter print of Roadhouse, <laughs> like, like a reference copy of Roadhouse. And by the way, that movie is gorgeous. I know everyone like makes fun of it and talks about it. But when you really see it on a big screen, you go, this is actually an incredibly well shot, stupid movie. Yeah. But same thing. We were like, you know. Get ready. Here it comes. <laughs> and there were maybe five of us in the entire theater. <laughs> and like, may, I don't know if that's because there's something about comfort food uh, on it. Similarly, and again, this is the o- Oaks back in the day. They have a kind of a different model now. Uh, they, they uh, We did Showgirls. Again, I'm like, this is going to be <laughs> showgirls. big. Yeah. Showgirls. Yeah. It's got to yeah. be yep. falling. We actually had some exotic dancers come out. <laughs> it was going to be fun. <laughs> like, it was like, woo! Oh. That did even worse than, yeah. uh, and I think sometimes maybe. Do you think it's maybe because some of these guilty pleasures, because they're guilty pleasures, people don't want to actually go out and admit, be seen seeing them. I'm not. What do you that's, think? What do you think that might that's be? It's possible. <laughs> that's I mean, we never question. really
2: thought about it that way. I mean, for some of those, I mean, we just really have to figure out like how to kind of form them and yeah. and kind of pitch them to people mm-hmm. you know to kind of remind them of the fun that it is. Yeah. So like Roadhouse we showed that was that during Tight Pants week? Yes, it was. Yeah. It was. Oh, I love that. That was during okay. Tight Pants week and that was also <laughs> with Labyrinth, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a Yeah, fantastic. so I mean like I mean, you know, showing Roadhouse, I mean, obviously it didn't do Gangbusters for us, but Putting it in tight pants week. I mean, it's gonna people are. It's gonna get some eyes on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then showgirls. I mean, we just did that. What in August? Yeah, just last month. month. Yeah, we did it, but we did it um, kind of the opposite. We were like, this is gonna be awful. So we're going to get three drag queens to get up on stage the whole movie and just riff on this movie. That is awful. And that's kind of how we turn that around. But Mm -hmm. yeah, but I think it might also be true. Like when it's a guilty pleasure like that, Mm -hmm. you kind of have to poke fun at it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, people like just, you know, they're not just going to come see it on their own.
3: Yeah, like either that or like add like some kind of gimmick to it. So yeah, Troop Beverly Hills, we did a Girl <gasps> Scout, Scout cookie cookies. beer pairing. Oh, that's amazing. So I mean, yeah. I love the movie, but you mm. know, it's, it's a tough one to push. And when you do some kind of special event with that, especially if it involves beer and Girl Scout cookies, it definitely helps sell. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I think we're just kind of learning that like with movies. I mean, you know, you just kind of have to, you have to take it to the next level a lot because it's really hard for a movie to carry itself on its own. Mm -hmm. There's so much pulling everyone's attention these days. Mm -hmm. There's so much happening in Pittsburgh, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's incredible how the event scene has blown up in the city. Um, So you just kind of have to add that Mm -hmm. that next level to it.
0: And there's so much with us just going, oh, I could just be in my pajamas and watch this on my phone. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. That yeah. you have to compete with that and, and try to get people to actually do things. I know with, with ScareHouse and things, it's like just getting people out of their houses sometimes is just like, yeah. come on, you can do it. Put right. some clothes on mm-hmm. and it'll be okay. <laughs> we'll support you. I mean, I
2: really do love my pajamas, so yeah. I get it. And yeah. I mean, we do Hot events you where you can wear your pajamas. <laughs> yeah. Like, we yeah. have yeah.
3: pajama events. We do serial cinema. Yeah. We, yeah, we encourage that sometimes to just, hey, if you don't want to get, just, just come out your pajamas halfway. yeah, you just yeah. Halfway, man. <laughs>
2: bring pillows saying, you don't have to wear yeah. like outside clothes mm-hmm. just, just yes. come as you are yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> can you speak to because this is always kind of fascinated me the process of showing, getting getting the uh, rights to show these films because it's not as simple as you know oh i want to watch we're going to show this and put it up there's sort of a a little bit of a dance that has to go on with the different uh, studios and distributions and i don't I've already I'm already forgetting the words to use as I it like, it's like <laughs> so what is that because I know when I'm talking to you with some of the stuff that you have coming up later this month there was sort of the okay here's the stuff we want to show here's the stuff I think I'll get the show and here, you know how, do, how does that all work
2: um, so it starts with a wish list that's kind of how you, you start off big what are the absolute things that you would absolutely want to show like you said so you you know you got it um and then you kind of have like your second tier Okay, we can make this work too, and this would be really cool if like this one thing doesn't work out. Um, so you just kind of have to be like have a contingency plan. Mm-hmm. You just have to kind of always be ready and always be flexible, um, which can be tough and yeah. a little, <laughs> creates a little bit of anxiety mm-hmm. in the business. Um, but yeah, things just change, and, and distributors and studios have kind of their own agendas and what's happening with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, because, so for example, there's a lot obviously coming out in terms of sequels or continuing, you know, like Harry Potter with Fantastic Beasts, that's coming out. Um, So studios, a lot of them kind of have their own goals and they will typically not want to show films um, that are, you know earlier in the series if they're releasing something else. Mm. Um, they feel that it competes with it, which, I mean, I get it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically, we kind of always have to remember that, like, that might kind of cut the kibosh on <laughs> things that we want to show. So, you know, we love Harry Potter, and every year we're like, we're going to show Harry Potter, and we do. But every once in a while, the studio is like, eh, you can't show it during these six months because we have another movie coming mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So just be prepared for that. And we're like, okay. <laughs> Uh, so it's it's just kind of a back-and-forth process. So you have to be really patient and just kind yeah. of ready to always change your mind. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Also, one of the reasons why you might never see Point Break uh, or Con Air at <laughs> Row House Cinema. Really? Yeah. yeah. Those
1: two are really, really difficult. Really? And expensive. Wow. Really? See. Yeah. Well, this is something that uh, people who are not big film nerds, uh, like Katie, might... <laughs> What's uh, a movie? Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Sometimes people don't understand that. Sometimes it's not even this, you know, Point Break, Con Air. These are big movies. Um, Sometimes you can't, you know, they get involved in their own weird rights issues. And not only they can't get uh, screened, but sometimes the actual home video releases of them are really crappy. Or you can't even find them. Somebody was telling me the other day that, and I, I haven't confirmed this, but like movies like Cocoon and like movies that like were huge things, they kind of fall out of print and they're kind of getting this weird nether regions. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. not every movie that's ever been made is readily available.
3: Yeah. One thing I will say that's helping out movies that are like considered cult classics are companies like Kino Lorber and other companies, Vinegar Syndrome. A lot of companies are re-releasing these Mm -hmm. movies that never really saw the light of day, whether it was if they were just strictly on VHS or Mm -hmm. they, you know, had a limited DVD run. Some of these companies are bringing this back. And because of that, we're working with those companies and helping bring these movies back into the theaters. And I think those ones really appeal Mm -hmm. because they were harder to see when they came out. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole different audience for that stuff. So that's helping out a lot too. Mm.
1: So I I mentioned this earlier. What, uh, so towards the end of, as we get to October... There is uh, some great programming at the Row House yes, happening. That sounded such like, <laughs> I'm not used to being like, hey, I'm, I sound like morning radio guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's going on? At, like. yeah. Uh, but yeah, what's some of the stuff coming up at the Row House later this month?
2: Oh my gosh, so much. Uh,
3: well, starting off with Witches Week. Yeah. Which is next week, actually. <laughs> Witches Week. Yeah. is next week. Witches witch <laughs> next week, yes. So yeah, next Friday we're showing The Craft, Hocus Pocus. And Suspiria, Suspiria, which is actually a restoration of the original. And believe me, it looks gorgeous. You have to see it on the big screen.
0: Really? Yeah. Yes. it's going to be a good week. Yeah. Isn't there, isn't there a breakfast with that one in the cinema? With <sighs> Hocus Pocus. Hocus. Yeah. Hocus. It just sold out. Oh, yes. yes. I know. It's <laughs>
2: crazy. Hocus Pocus is just, like, huge every year. We always kind of joke that, like, maybe we'll just, like, throw it, show it uh, for, like, three weeks straight and mm-hmm. nothing but Hocus Pocus because people go crazy about mm-hmm. it. But, yeah, so this Cereal Cinema with Hocus Pocus. Catch it next year. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we do it every single year. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's so fun. Unlimited cereal bar. Yes. I mean, you know. That's the best it is the best yeah (laughs) i'm sorry this is
1: an audio podcast but katie and i both went wait did she say unlimited (laughs) it's (laughs) all you
2: can eat i know all the sugar you want (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes can just pick out all the
0: marshmallows (laughs) (laughs) within
2: like a two hour span yeah Yeah. oh my gosh do
0: you you get a lot of kids at those showings
2: we do yeah i mean it's kind of it kind of varies but like Mm -hmm. hocus pocus yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. because we always have like a batch for lack of a better word a batch of kids um that are having either haven't seen it or mm-hmm. like their parents are just jazzed to like yes. show it to them like in a theater <laughs> yeah. and then i mean the fact that we're kind of providing breakfast yeah is Bonus. even better yeah. yeah absolutely so it's so fun because it's just like you're always getting at least like at least a handful of kids that have just never experienced oh, it before so cool. and it's really cool to kind of be in a theater when people are experiencing something for the very first time and it's kids so they're super mm-hmm. vocal and they're mm-hmm. just like oh my god and it's just it's so fun yeah so that's gonna be a good time but yeah i mean what and else is up on the docket we yeah two weeks yeah
3: nightmare on elm street my personal favorite Player Witch Project, which I'm beyond excited about. Yeah, I'm beyond excited to see that, that in the theaters because <laughs> I'm 30 now. So when it came out in 99, I was like middle school age, couldn't really get to go to the theater to see it. That's and right, we weren't
2: allowed. Yes,
3: I was not allowed. So getting to see that on the big screen, even though it's you know been such a long time since it's came out, I, I'm so so happy about that. One. I'm, gonna,
0: I'm yes. gonna give away my age, but I got to see it in the theater and it was so good. I, oh, I we I'm snuck so my jealous. younger brother in to see it because oh we lied about we his from age. From it's you. Yes. We should have yes, known you you. Snuck me in. Yeah, so I was like, oh yeah, he's what I, I forget whatever thirteen or whatever he had to be, and yeah. it was it was so much fun to see it on theater, and it was so convincing yes, at that point. Thing, yeah. And I saw it the first week it was out, and it it just there was something so magical about the whole thing. And you're like, is it or isn't it? Is it or isn't it? And even when you're done with the movie, like everybody's walking out. So was it real? Was it not real? And it was just such a great. I, it's probably something you can't do now. It's real. Yeah, yeah, it's real. It's real. It's real. <laughs> in. <It's
1: real. But laughs> yeah, it's real. <laughs> well, and it it and I, I I'm older than all of you children. Uh, <laughs> I saw Nightmare and I I saw Nightmare on Elm Street in the theater. And something that I miss, you Katie saying you can't do that these days. I miss so much and I appreciate that JJ J. Abrams is trying to bring that back. I mean that that sense of, oh, here's a thing, I've heard a little bit about it, I don't know much about it, I'm just gonna go in. Mm-hmm. And so many of my formulative experiences as, you know, in the 80s were, oh, uh, Fangoria said there's this movie called Nightmare on Elm Street and it's pretty good, I don't know anything about it, let's go see it. Yeah. Or mm. Highlander, Big Trouble in Little China, like all these movies that maybe I'd seen a little 30 second thing on TV and like, oh, what's this, you know, Raiders of Lost Ark, all I knew is Uh, It's an action movie and a guy gets thrown out of a truck at one point like (laughs) it's that experience now By the time you sit down, you know, like any of those Marvel movies, you know all the beats You know what they're setting up for the next movie and the next movie after that and the references and the toys To just like you're saying with Blair Witch and some of these experiences of just going in like I don't know what I'm about to what's Mm -hmm. about to happen to me Mm -hmm. uh, is such a great great uh, moment Mm -hmm. and if there are other movie people listening um i've stopped watching trailers that makes movies so much more enjoyable i i've ranted a little bit about this to other people but like some when movie pass was a thing r.i.p still kind of <laughs> exists but r.i.p <laughs> i enjoy just jumping in and i've had so many great movie experiences this year with um stuff like hotel artemis or uh what was the one? Upgrade. Oh, I love Upgrade. I'm like, I don't know anything about it, but I know it's from that guy who's done some cool stuff, and it's like one of my favorite movies of the year. I had no idea where it was going. This has been my rant back to a regular programming.
3: (laughs) I think one that's going to really get a cool first time theater experience for some people will be Hereditary. Yeah. Because I think some people, you know, a lot of people did see it in theaters because it was so, I mean, it's incredible. I didn't (laughs) see it. But I think that there's going to be people that, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, they're going to come in and it's going to be their first time seeing it. And believe me, like, oh my God, it's such a thrill ride. The last 30 minutes of this movie. I mean, they did a marketing campaign where they attached people with, with like heart monitors, and they like showed the scales like after the movie, and it slowly just progressively like goes up. The last thirty minutes, it's peaking the whole time. Wow! I mean, it's such a oh, it's such a good yep. movie. Such a good movie.
1: Accurate. Yeah, I, I,
3: haven't
0: <laughs> se- I haven't seen it yet, but one of the the cool things it was like what people were going in and expecting, and what they actually saw was two different worlds. I, I think you had said that, Scott. Mm-hmm. And it's
1: hmm. that is one hundred percent a movie that should be seen in the theater yeah. mm-hmm. because it is a slow burn it mm-hmm. is a movie if you're in the theater and it it's all about the pauses and the slow building dread that happens on it where it, the editing is so incredible because it whole it it has a weird rhythm it has so it just you're being pulled under the spell that builds mm-hmm. up to the big finish if you're watching it at home where you can just look left look right what my phone made a thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that spell is completely broken Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and seeing it in the theater is just about the only way to be seeing seeing it in my opinion yeah
2: yeah yeah i think that like when you're at home the pause button is just way too easy Mm -hmm. to get to Mm -hmm. my like when i'm at home i just i just noticed that i will pause a movie four or five times to go and do things check my phone and it's just it's evil like you shouldn't do it so yeah that'll be really fun in theaters i won't see it because um i'm a wuss (laughs) but everyone else should absolutely So, yeah. And then, I mean, we're okay, I'm actually kind of excited for this one, even though I'm like a scaredy cat. Freaks. Freaks, yes. I'm excited for Freaks because I think I can handle Freaks because mm-hmm. I think it's, it's so old school. Um, you know way more about it, but it's a new restoration, right? It's a new
3: restoration. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I feel like it doesn't get brought up enough because it's one of the kind of like founding fathers for horror movies. Um, and I think there's a lot of movies that kind of like took little things from Freaks. And I mean, for the longest time, it was banned because some of the stuff that goes on and some of the characters that they used in the movie. um, But it just it's such an interesting film. And it's definitely worth being at least once to see it once just to experience it, because it was I mean, for the time that it came out, it was, you know, it's really big, like out of the ordinary type thing Uh for when that came out.
2: It was like, what, 1932? 1932. So for
3: something like that to come out in 1932 is really pushing boundaries. And I I just think something like that's a cool little time capsule to see. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I love seeing stuff like that where you kind of have to put yourself in the mindset of people that hadn't been exposed to any kind of, you know, crazy horror genre at that point, like something that hadn't been developed. So they were kind of the first almost kind of, like the guinea pigs of audiences. (laughs) But I mean, like it's really cool to sit down and watch something like that and kind of just be like, this was the height of (laughs) horror on screen at the time. Wow!
1: And there's, there's something, I think sometimes people just assume like, okay, movies now are so much more extreme and more hardcore than they used to be. That is not actually true. And as somebody who watches, has seen a lot of movies and watched a lot of scary movies and a lot of sort of transgressive movies, there is stuff in these older movies sometimes you go, I can't believe they got away with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get away with it now. You no. know, and there's even in Freaks, which is a very you know, like as you said, from the early nineteen thirties there's some stuff now that if a major budget movie said, okay, here's what's going to happen to one of the characters, you'd go, yeah, that's funny. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But, <you> know. <laughs> yep.
2: yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm excited about that one. I think I'm going to make that one a priority this year.
3: And I think the thing, one of the movies, so I'm personally not a big fan of it, but I think it will, it's a cool tie-in to the whole thing, and that's Cabin in the Woods oh. because it kind of, you know doesn't really make fun of but it just kind of shows like the the horror world in a different view and I think that's a really cool movie to kind of like sum up the Mm -hmm. like row house of horrors just because it's such a you know it's just like well okay so we're gonna throw zombies into this movie and it's just like people in like a the outside looking in so I think it's a really I'm not a big fan of the movie But I, I do think that it's why? like a, I want to follow up Why are yeah, you not why? a fan of that movie? On, <sighs> why us? don't and you like America? What's wrong? It, <laughs> it's not like
2: why don't you like fun? Man? Maybe I'm God taking it too
3: seriously because Like is it picking fun of is it revealing too many things? It's not really like revealing too much about the horror genre, mm-hmm. but I think just don't, I'm not, I'm real iffy on movies like that. Like, yeah. I, I like, I like, you know, I don't want to know anything about it, but it is a very satirical, satirical look at the horror genre, mm-hmm. which I do appreciate, but also I'm such a horror nerd that I'm like, no, forget that.
1: Yeah, the, the whole horror comedy thing is a very tricky landing sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it can, and I can appreciate that. Sometimes it does feel, you know... The movies that do it really well, like Evil Dead 2 and American Werewolf in London, yeah. are very funny, but also really scary and really dark. And terrible things happen, to, especially in American Werewolf and Shaun of the Dead. Mm. Terrible things happen to people you care about, but then it's also very funny. Mm. Whereas I can appreciate Cabin in the Woods. Like it, and this is probably something that could be said about a lot of Joss Whedon stuff. Like, There's a point where you're like, okay, maybe a few too many jokes. Maybe mm. there could actually be some stakes here.
4: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, obviously, like, he has his hardcore fan following. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> he does. The, the, I, so again, we I, wish, that. I wish
1: this was a visual podcast just so you could see Travis's, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you really feel, Travis. Not on this podcast. Uh, Maybe on another one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole we'll save place. that for the fun is stupid podcast with your host, Travis. Yes, <laughs> we, can def- we can definitely do that podcast down the road.
2: Oh man. Okay. But so funny obvious, games, funny games. I don't know really. I mean, I'm happy that we're doing the original.
3: Yeah. The original is, I mean, I I'm okay with both. Like I do like the the U S version, but the 1997 version is definitely the version to be seen. I think that one's going to be, I think that one might be a low key hit. Because I think there's a decent amount of fan base for that particular film. And I also think that's one that a lot of people haven't seen. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people saw the U.S. version Mm -hmm. as opposed to this one. So I think there's going to be a a decent sized crowd just to see that one alone. And again, another cool movie to see in theaters because... You won't be seeing this one, you know. You don't really see that pop up at too many like theaters across the country. No.
2: But Funny Games is pretty twisted, right? Yes, a
3: very twisted movie.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've seen some of the screen stills, and I'm like, nope, not for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: it's definitely twisted. I can confirm Travis is much more enthused about this film. Uh, his body <laughs> language has changed considerably, so I'm actually happy to promote that movie. <laughs> still, you still should come see Cabin in the Woods, but uh, yeah,
4: <laughs> But Travis no, won't. But Travis won't like you yeah. as much. Yeah, I might
3: look at you
1: a little different. <laughs> like, you're kind of like the Jack Black character in High Fidelity. Like, <laughs> go to the mall. That sums <laughs> m-
3: that actually sums me up pretty well about that movie. <laughs> what it's, else do we got? Twenty-eight yeah. days later, love, another great yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw that. Yeah, oh, <laughs> she saw that. Katie sees movies, everybody. Yes, she does love <laughs> movies.
2: <laughs> I, know, I like Silent Sunday. Silent Sunday, silent is, more Sunday my speed. is always a cool one. It's yeah. for the people that like like to experience something like you know dark and within like the October Halloween like mm-hmm. season spirit, mm-hmm. but it's all silent films, obviously. So it's way more digestible. It's it's definitely more of like your idealized version of how people viewed horror in yeah. like you know <laughs> that era, mm-hmm. um, but. I love that day. It's the best day. It is. It's, it's all a day cool Sunday, day. All October day. 21st. Yeah. $20 ticket, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. $20 ticket. Yep. And that's all the movies all day. Yeah. That's awesome. So you can come to see all of them, which you should. Mm-hmm. And the lineup is pretty great this year. Yeah.
3: I'm a it's, big fan of... So I recently just watched Shadow of Vampire. Oh,
4: I love that movie. Oh, wow. That's
1: And, and oh,
3: so made great. me just... Nosferatu, for, we're talking about like when movies came out and how, like, you know... life-changing they are for nosferatu to come out when it did Mm -hmm. and how innovative innovative it was it's it's mind-blowing i didn't realize this until i was in film school and we had a cinematography class and we had to actually recreate one of the scenes of his shadow like walking up the stairs but we had to do it in black and like you know we had to do it like they did it wow shooting in black and white And trying to match those shadows is literally the most impossible thing to do. It was so difficult, so stressful. We ended up doing... I mean, I had a class of like 10 to 15. It took Mm -hmm. all 15 of us to figure out how do we cast this shadow on this wall for that to come across. So for something like in the early 1900s, for that to be done Mm -hmm. just by like a small cast and crew, it's pretty cool. It's very cool, actually, and just... Max, as a vampire, is just so
2: scary. Yeah,
3: God, the Nosferatu really is. vampire is so creepy. It's so <laughs> disgusting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's
2: <laughs> just really. So, yeah. 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 It's so much better. I, I love that version of vampire so much more. Yeah, so than today. it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. So, yeah, so Nosferatu, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, and then.
3: Thomas is the other one that I haven't checked out that I want to see.
2: The golem is the other one. The that golem, I haven't seen. the golem's a
3: newer one too that we have yeah. not shown. So yeah, and
2: that but, was actually a, one of one of the staffers picked. Yeah, yeah, that was their suggestion, which I'm really psyched for. And then Phantom the Opera, which Fam, someone yeah. recently was like, I don't know, is that really scary? And I'm like, come mm-hmm. on, dude, it's it's like gothic horror. Yeah,
3: I mean, you're gonna tell me like. If you're watching that movie when that came out, and he pulls off that mask, and you weren't scared, yeah, you're. Yeah. Come on,
2: yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's creepy. As it's get it's creepy. Like,
3: yeah. it's hard because of like this generation. Like everything's out there. Like you yeah. could see stuff on YouTube that is like the craziest stuff you'll ever see in your life. Mm-hmm. And like stuff like that does get dolled down. Like when he takes his mask off and people see that, and like there's people that see that like almost in a comedic look now because yeah. there's so much stuff out there. Yeah. everyone's seen everything. They want to see the next thing mm-hmm. and. Sometimes you gotta turn your mind off a little bit and look at stuff like that a little differently, and I feel like you'll appreciate *Phantom of the Opera* a little bit more mm-hmm. if you do that. Um, yeah. Also, if you're into *Phantom of the Opera*, definitely check out the Robert England *Phantom of the Opera*. He does a killer Phantom, so That's
1: awesome. just a little
3: tidbit there too. We won't be showing that one, but go out of your way to see the Robert England *Phantom of the Opera*. It's well, excellent.
1: With scares and any kind of or humor or laughs so much of it is the context and that's a thing that mm. like you say people watch like I see things on YouTube like the top 20 scares or the most intense jump up scare and number 1 you're watching it on your phone you're watching it on you know mm-hmm. it doesn't have that vibe you get in the theater but also the build up the all of that stuff is so important and so often overlooked mm-hmm. you know i think of um other than the nicole kidman movie others of oh, the others, the others oh, yeah. Yeah. i believe there's one jump scare in that film and it is roughly an hour and 40 minutes in yep. beautiful because yeah. you've spent an entire movie on edge for like you're not entirely sure what's going to happen and then there's a jump scare and it just obliterates mm-hmm. the entire theater whereas if you're watching it like huh what was it jump scare okay whatever yeah or um i'm I, I think i've said before in the podcast i think uh david lynch has created some of the most nightmarish things ever mm-hmm. he's not mm-hmm. thought of as a traditional horror director and uh and now of course i'm spacing on the film uh Maholland drive oh, yeah yep. there's a scene in there that like broke my soul it scared me so bad yeah. and you see it on youtube and like that looks ridiculous mm. what are you even yeah. talking yeah. about why is that but in the context of the guy's telling a story and a thing comes in and a sound effect and it's just like
4: uh,
1: yeah yeah
3: it's terrifying. terrifying i know exactly what yeah. scene you're talking yeah. about yeah. It, it is actually terrifying yes yeah. And, yeah. I, and
1: i think you're going to see that with hereditary too you're going to see people putting clips online and like so so what there's a person standing in a doorway and like yeah that's that's ruined me for weeks you know but because in the context <laughs> Dark theater, sound, the whole thing. That's yeah. that's the way you got to see this stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I'm really like with our programming. Halloween has been such an interesting kind of um, experiment for us every year, kind of trying to figure out like you know one, what people actually want to come and see in a theater in October, and two, like what's actually good that's you know really worth mm-hmm. seeing in a theater experience. And so this year, I mean, we kind of really tried to kind of you know diversify all of our offerings because. There's so many films that, yeah, they're not the most hardcore. They're not like the bloodiest. They're not the most twisted. They're not, you know, but when you see them as a whole, you know, see that film, have that experience in a theater, it's really, truly incredible. Mm -hmm. So you just have to kind of be ready to walk into a theater. Have an experience, just be immersed in it, mm-hmm. and like you won't regret it. And that's why I love Silent Sunday because it's just an entire day where you know that like, you're gonna have some popcorn, yep. you're gonna see these really old, awesome silent films, see what their version of like, you know horror was, what drama was, and it's it's gonna impress the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. So that's what I really love about it.
1: Well, and it's an it's experience. So many times these things movies become just the dreaded word of content yeah like oh i'm watching a movie i switched and i started watching the you know something on youtube like no this is an actual we overuse the word immersive but it is you know an immersive experience there's the popcorn there's the conversation next door you're in lawrenceville which is you know the very cool neighborhood there's lots of cool neighborhoods in pittsburgh but lawrenceville is thought of as one of the cooler neighborhoods so Mm -hmm. you know and it's (laughs) getting out of the house get out of the house it's okay yeah (laughs) also during witches week
3: another one that I forgot that's actually probably one of my favorites during that week is the witch Mm -hmm. which I mean (laughs) gosh like you talk about innovative and really like throwing the crowd for a loop I remember I went and saw it when it came out in theaters And that was the most confused crowd Mm -hmm. I've ever been Mm -hmm. a part of. Like people there was two people that I like distinctly heard after the movie like wanting to get refunds because they didn't it one wasn't what they wanted. And two, it just kinda like they I don't think they got it. Yeah. And sometimes movies like that, you might necessarily get right away. But if you think about it and kinda like keep it in your mind a little bit, then maybe, you know, you get your own interpretation of it. But The Witch was very creative and it it just wasn't a movie about a witch like <laughs> that's what i liked about it yeah, like yeah. it's called the witch but it's not re- like you got to really look into some things about it and i think that was
0: yeah. what we all saw as a group mm-hmm. and it was like when there was like if, there, if i would have had a smidgy bit of information beforehand i would have appreciated it so much more cuz it was like at the end it was like oh yeah, know yeah. like <laughs> that thing of, you know, oh no that like
1: <laughs> well, and it's any any time you get in a scary movie there is kind of a thing of like Oh, this is what people do get a little militant about. This is what a scary movie is supposed yes. to be. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be like, uh, was it A24, the studio yep, that A24. releases a lot mm-hmm. of yeah. these mm-hmm. movies that are kind of art house in mm-hmm. some ways and are really interesting and evocative. And, you know, I'm not going to crap on some of the big budget. Not big, There's really not that many big so-called big budget scary movies but a lot of them are more like thrill rides mm-hmm. you know you go in it's fun you have a good time and then you kind of forget about it by mm-hmm. the time you're walking to your car a lot of these movies that we're talking about that kind of resonate they're slow steady burns but they're not necessarily what the teenagers are going yeah. to want to you those kids them teenagers in their <laughs> and their malls and their hippity hoppity and their face <laughs> smashes but they You know, I I remember the response to Mother, which came Mm -hmm. out last summer. Oh, that's right. I love that movie. And about halfway through, I thought, I wish I would have seen this on opening night at like a big suburban shopping mall just to hear people going, what's happening right (laughs) now? This is not, that is not. Katniss Evergreen, what's happening? I'm very confused.
4: (laughs)
2: Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I think that The Witch is probably one of the best examples of maybe sometimes you just shouldn't see the trailer. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Because I think that so many people are just so prepared for something completely (laughs) different. But I do love, I mean, not that, you know, I want anyone to have a bad movie experience, but I do love the fact that there are some movies where you're gonna come out of that hating it or loving it. Yeah, Yeah.
4: Yeah. And I mean, like,
2: obviously, you know, I don't want anyone to hate anything, but you're going to talk about it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way, you're yeah. you're going to talk about it. I mean, what, we have had, we have staff that like <laughs> still talk about this movie yeah. because they either hate it so much or they loved it so yeah. much. And it's, I mean, it's kind of hilarious. I love, <laughs> I love stoking those fires. I yes. love listening to them, but yeah. So maybe not see the trailer.
1: Yeah. yeah. There's also and not to totally derail. Sometimes when, if I've had this happen where if you'll say, Oh, I really love this movie. And then the person goes, you like that? Yeah. That was stupid. You're like, okay, I feel personally rejected. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and that's like, so, like certain movies I don't even talk about because, like, wow, that movie really gets me. That speaks to who I really am. That you know, that character is going through the same thing. And I've had that experience of going, man, I really love such and such, and then somebody else responds so negatively. I'm like, oh, I think our friendship has just been impacted a little <laughs> bit by this because you don't get me at all. Like These Cabin so in the Woods. Pers- <laughs> oh. <no. laughs>
2: It's okay, Travis. We still like yeah, you. Yeah, me and Scott aren't
3: friends anymore. Of in the Woods. It, it, yeah. no big Just kidding. We're friends for life. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he didn't catch that. Uh, no, I did, but I, I didn't. It's true. I don't. The movies are my friends.
1: <laughs>
2: I feel like we're still a whole bunch of old people. We're like, oh, YouTube, yeah. laptops, don't use them. Yeah. Yep. Go to the movies. Yeah. Go to the movies.
1: CGI, shooting black and white, get 18 <laughs> people. Watch
2: silent movies.
0: They're oh, better. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, this is, I'm absolutely going to derail things, Um, but uh, with the um Dark Crystal the prequel. That's is it Netflix that's coming? Yes. In? Yeah. And it's like puppets. I'm like puppets yeah. like losing my mind about yeah. that because I'm like puppets. Oh <laughs> and my god. It's creatures.
1: Not to get all hipster about it, but it's the analog mm-hmm. thing. There's you look at certain movies from the eighties and their special effects hold up so much better than some, I mean, some of the early day CGI.
0: Jurassic Park. Yeah, I mean, Jurassic yeah. Park
1: holds up because it was a wonderful mix of the two. You, that, there have been some movies that come out this summer like, well, that mm. looked expensive, mm. there's some CGI spent on that, you mm-hmm. know. That analog stuff, it, it still works.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Prime example, we're doing, um, what's the date for Video Valley?
2: October 19th. October 19th. Like a so a personal calendar. <laughs> my, yeah. You hang out with me. Can you just, be my <laughs> just stand there whenever you need a date? <laughs> me
3: and my uh, coworker Trevor, we came up with this concept. It's called Video Valley. So basically it's kind of a analog look back at the days of VHS tapes and going to the video store and renting um, movies. Yep. Renting movies based on their covers alone, yep. not <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. reading the back. Cool cover. I'll grab this. Yep. So what we're doing is once a month we're going to be showing a mystery movie. um We're not going to announce the movie until you're actually in the theater sitting down. Wow! So it is a little bit of a gamble. You have to trust us. But you have to trust us because we're going to be curating these picks. We're going to have a special VHS host. The other thing is, these movies are actually... This isn't no repurposed VHS. We're showing that like, we're hooking a VCR up oh, to amazing. the projector. Yeah, I love it. And we are playing these movies in their original format.
2: And we're really going to hope that uh, the copy is still good. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to... Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. The copy oh, does wow.
3: not kick out on us. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, these are legit v- You're going to see us grab the VHS and actually physically put it into wow. the VCR. So. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing.
1: So yeah, as we'll be doing that. Again, as an old man, that was my... That was what I was doing as a teenager, you'd go, this was even pre-blockbuster. You would go to the mom and pop video stores mm-hmm. and yeah, look at the box, mm-hmm. look at the back. Um, and it was a lot of weird stuff like, you know, headless eyes, a lot of that whole sword and sorcery thing of, uh, what's his the fantasy artist, Boris Valero, I think. It was always like, oh, there's some scantily clad babe with a sword and a monster. This <laughs> is This is our speed. This okay. works. And you just, you had no idea. You just, jumped in and you know sometimes you discover phantasm and then sometimes you get headless eyes you just Mm -hmm. never know
0: yeah it's funny like is there a movie for me like thinking of vhs types especially in horror critters critters the 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 cover i will never forget that like that's like one of the few (laughs) that i like if i think back to the vhs that's what i remember like Mm -hmm. are there a few covers that are just like I remember this. It yeah. would never go away. yeah, yeah. I, I stick
1: out to you. I remember uh, Frankenhooker because yep. it had a little thing. It <laughs> lit up. It lit up. Yeah, it lit up. And then you had a little push button on it, and it would say, want a date? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's
4: amazing. Yeah, so that's going
0: to be fun. That's going to be a yeah,
1: lot of fun. That's
2: cool. so
0: Everyone's going to have to trust us. Yeah, distrust trust us. It's like, like I a said. blind box. Like, those are the coolest, yeah. Yeah. The coolest things is whenever the surprise or you don't.
4: Yeah, it
3: is, and we're also running a special. You can watch the movie, have yourself a Narragansett and a hot dog for a limited price. So, nice. cheap <laughs> plug, cheap plug. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You
3: know. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, the only thing I will give away is it's from the '80s and it is indeed a horror film. So it will fit in with the Row House of Horrors nice. programming. And that's the only thing I can say. So Super you have to come cool. there and actually be in the theater to see what
1: we're going to be showing. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's
2: going to be a good time. I'm so excited
1: yeah absolutely well where can people find out more about rowhouse programming
2: well on www.rowhousecinema.com um, <laughs> but then of course there's also our handy facebook page facebook yep. instagram all yeah. the social medias yep. yeah we are we're on the social medias mm-hmm. <laughs> we
0: do the socials
2: we <laughs> do the we're socials. on the internet and now stuff you have to, you're probably
1: tired of telling the story but if you look on the facebook is you can go back a little bit and see the video from uh the previously mentioned Jack Black. <laughs> can, yeah. you need to, can you tell? It? I know we're probably running low on time, it, but tell, tell it. the story, Travis. Right. So,
3: <laughs> I get asked about this a lot. Um, <laughs> when I first started at Row House, I wanted to add a little bit of like extra flavor and just like kind of an appeal. And one thing I always see theaters doing is bringing in special guests, directors, actors, anything into the theater to do like a live introduction. As cool as that is, sometimes, sometimes from a business standpoint, one, it can be costly. And two, you would hate to get someone like Tom Cruise. I'll just throw out an example in front of a theater of like 10 people in the crowd. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just it's not fair to that personality because I feel like, you know, they deserve a full sold out show like in front of all these faces. So one thing that I started doing is reaching out to um, actors and directors through their agents and through their publicists to do like a virtual introduction. So basically Mm -hmm. they can film it on their own time. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be, you know, I always recommend 30 seconds or less. It doesn't have to go over that. If you want to go over that, you can. And I also, you know, if you have anything you want to promote, anything you want to share, feel free to do so in the video. So the very first one was Jessica Harper, who is the lead actress in Suspiria. Yeah. Um, And then I did John Waters. Well, one of the bigger events that Row House Cinema does is our Sweden Film Festival, which is based off of the movie Be Kind Rewind. Mm-hmm. And it was a long shot. Like, I was just like, you know what? I want to reach out to Jack Black. Mm-hmm. So sure enough, I get Jack Black's contact information. And people always ask, like, how hard was it? How much money did you have to put up? And it's like, they're people too. Like yeah. obviously they're in the spotlight more than everyone else and they are like larger than life almost, but they're still people. Super commodity. Like and the worst thing you can get is no, sorry, they can't do it. Mm-hmm. Which I've had Eddie Murphy, Tom Cruise, both <laughs> both responded, but they're like, you know, unfortunately we don't have the time to do this, mm-hmm. so we're not able to do it. So yeah, I reached out to Jack Black and I gave him the premise, gave him the rundown kind of what we do here. And no joke, within 24 hours, I got a message back from his manager saying he's interested in doing this. Mm -hmm. So I was like, cool, gave him a little bit more of a rundown on what we would need. And from there, again, another 24 hour period at midnight the next night, I get an email and sure enough, it's Jack Black in his hotel room, holding his phone up to him, looking Mm -hmm. down at it, provides one of the absolute best introductions. Oh my gosh, it's... It's true Jack Black form, and it just, it meant so much to me, and just to be able to give that to the theater and the festival, mm-hmm. it was just such a cool experience, and, you know, I, I owe everything to Jack Black, just because it's, like, for you to provide that for, you know, some small art house yeah. theater in Pittsburgh, PA, like, to, to help that out, it was just really cool, um, and yeah, it just, it always adds, little things like that add intrigue to the screenings. Mm-hmm. So people see that and they're like, wow, they got Jack Black, like I gotta go check this out. Mm-hmm. So it, it obviously it's cool for us just to say like, we got Jack Black to, you know, mention Roe House's event, mm-hmm. but at the same time it gets it out there in the public. So people are like, what's Roehouse House cinema? I gotta go yeah. check them out. So, Well, yeah. I
1: mean, two things to that. I mean, we still get that with Scare House. I mean, we, some, you know, an Elijah Wood or Guillermo, some of these people will mention us or we'll get some national coverage. and. People are like, oh, what's what's a scare house? I'm like, yeah, really? You know, there, you, you <laughs> don't realize how many people out there are still unaware of things going on, and then not all things, just you know, cool things like row house and scare house. Uh, but anything with the word house in it, I, yes. yeah, basically, house, in yeah. It. house is a we great. We should thing. start a like support um, group. But I have <laughs> not thought until you mentioned it. But yeah. I wonder, I bet Jack Black probably saw in you guys the same thing that he saw back at Largo in L.A. Yeah. which was this incredible i mean it still exists and it's still incredible but that kind of community spirit of doing all kinds of different events and you know some of them work some of them don't like yep. i'm sure that's what he responded to you know you are not neither row house or scare house are a giant corporate mandated organized thing like where they both originate from passion but they're also growing by being parts of the community mm-hmm. and trying to do things to not just bring people out and to give you money but like to make that thing of oh let's all hang out let's try weird stuff let's find our fellow film nerds let's find our fellow weirdos and that's fantastic
3: yeah, it was incredible. Um, oh my it god, definitely, we all freaked out. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, when I got that t- email at midnight, I I just I lit up. It was oh, so awesome. cool. It was it was just a really That's cool awesome. experience, and <laughs> I've gotten a lot of cool introductions, but obviously that was like you know that was that was top tier. Oh so that was a really cool one to get.
2: I feel like all of us are like, where were you the day when when we <laughs> got the, the video <laughs> intro from Jack Black? Like, it's just one of those things. Like we'll always remember. I thought you were like messing around with me when you sent it to me. What was like,
3: <laughs> one of the man? manager's theo i like i was like dude check this out and i was showing him in it and he thought it was for um because tenacious d had just announced that they were going on tour and he's like oh is this their new tour video and i was like just wait wait yeah. <laughs> and when uh, he says right. row house like 100% 1000% 1000% row, row house <laughs> and theo like he lost his mind we were like, all like yeah. we're, we're such
2: <laughs> little nerds sometimes yeah we're all like, i mean oh my God.
3: We all work there, but we're all film nerds mm-hmm. deep down. And just to get something like that was really cool to yeah. all of us.
2: So yeah, It was the best day. It was mm-hmm. the best
1: day indeed. Well, before we wrap up, Katie, mm-hmm. when, when, if you were given Dutter's Week at Row House, <gasps> Dutters Week. what movies would be shown during Dutter's Week?
0: Uh, Last Unicorn. Oh, yes. I love that movie so much. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, mean Girls. <laughs> this is the most chaotic week ever oh uh, no i love it i love mean girls um oh gosh oh uh, my gosh we were just talking about billy madison oh,
1: <laughs> i'll do a full week of billy yeah. madison uh. and that would would uh, full metal jacket oh be yes in there?
0: yeah full metal jack is actually my favorite movie which is just odd to people. i love
2: that that's in there with that week
1: yeah, yeah. Here's, yeah here's, here's how you define Dutters. what are her favorite two movies full metal jacket Last Unicorn.
0: Oh, man. I love it. Mm -hmm. There I am as a human. (laughs) And any sort of old Muppet movie. If you could just give me any of them, I'd be fine with that.
2: That sounds like Uh, a really fun movie. That sounds like a great (laughs) (laughs) movie. It's like magical and bloody and psychologically disturbing all at the same time. I love it.
1: And actually, if we could do it as a, not to always plus and overcomplicate, but that's kind of my thing if you could do it as a random selection of, you're not sure which one of those movies you're actually going (laughs) to see. (laughs) Oh,
2: that would be, it'll either
1: be last unicorn or full metal jacket strap in.
2: (laughs) I feel like people would either love us or hate us after that week. Little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> I feel like they always do. They uh, that's always true. Will. Yeah, you know what? That's
0: true. That's fine. Right. That's that's business per usual. I just stand at the exit and they'll say things. I'll be like, What, you don't like my things? What's wrong? Do you hate me personally? <laughs> oh, we'll get you to
2: do like an intro. Yeah. Like, you know, just Hi. be Yeah. And I'm gonna take it really personally if you don't like my movies. Yeah
0: last unicorn i'm in like one of those onesies <laughs> oh, please do i'm in like the pink track suit the mom was wearing in mean girls and <laughs> oh man
2: the next time we do a pajama party i'm yes. i'm gonna request that you show yeah. up you it'll, be, it'll be
0: really short it'll be hilarious yeah. my limbs will be hanging out every which way but it's
2: so worth it that's so great i'll definitely give you a costume
0: discount mm-hmm. for sure oh, Thanks. <laughs> i can't imagine your picks it like, yeah, not what about you
1: it, and i'm sure travis you get this too like just five uh mm. i can't I, I, w- I wouldn't even begin to know how to whittle them all down
2: yeah and you know five is actually pushing it these days We're give me a couple of horror ones
1: oh yeah um oh boy now i'm on the spot what have i wrought um <laughs> oh boy uh, now i'm, I'm <laughs> totally because sp- all the ones <laughs> i keep thinking are so obvious <laughs> like shut or, you know what i would put in event horizon yes because it's okay. derivative as hell but it's really effective mm-hmm. and i think it works really well uh you know let me let me take this another way these would not necessarily be my favorite movies but movies that i would want to see on a big screen and ramble about yeah Ooh. so it would be like yeah. event horizon Pumpkinhead, i oh, think yeah. is George. a really good like dark evocative kind of movie um a really odd one it's sort of the i said this the other day it's kind of like the sleazier uh somewhat cheesier version of so the haunting of hill house as a book and the haunting as a movie i think is the most elegant white wine fine glass haunted house movie like that's the writing of shirley shirley jackson everything like oh this is so mm-hmm. elegant this is just you it's a period drama people should be going around going oh it's so droll then you go through the legend of hell house and it's like let's eat some fried chicken and get kind of like Greasy and weird and it's got that like low low budget roddy mcdowell over overacting and chewing the scenery Mm -hmm. and these crazy 70s angles like that would be in there uh i think house would be in there just so i could have the experience of going what what did we as a group just watch (laughs) what just happened let's discuss it um oh boy now i gotta come up with a fifth this is my the price I pay for unleashing this. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um
0: well that's what I even I was thinking like with the Godzilla series, like any of the old Godzilla
1: movies cuz no,
0: those yeah. are so fun. Actually, yeah. I'm going
1: to go I'm going to go slightly not off scary, but in a similar vein, I would love to see not only on the big screen but just a restored version in general of Dragon Slayer. Yeah. Which is this, <laughs> this crazy movie that I am I was obsessed with then and I'm obsessed with now. It is a a movie that is a hu- clearly a huge influence on Game of Thrones, yeah. a- and the fact they actually name check the dragon in one of the episodes of Game of Thrones, which is crazy. But it is a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. But dear lord, it is a Disney movie that basically implies that Catholicism is a joke. <laughs> uh, it has nudity in it. Uh, It has a priest burned alive. It has some incredibly graphic violence in it. And the uh, princess is eaten alive. So, Disney movie. (laughs) But um, it's this... I I mean, it's got some weird, creepy stuff in it. It's got go-motion as opposed to CGI, which looks really good. It's got this incredible dragon. And it's this... It's back when big budget movies were really kind of interesting and gutsy. You go, this is this huge budget, Paramount and Disney co-production that has incredible special effects and it's a fantasy movie but it's kind of dark and grainy and realistic and there's like an undercurrent of anti-government class warfare mm-hmm. Vietnam Vietnam analogy. Like, <laughs> What is this crazy thing and why did Disney think this would work? Um, I, that could also be and now we've lost control of the podcast. Yep. <laughs> hey, I would say rather than a horror week I would do I would love to do a whole week of the p- bizarro period of Disney from roughly 1977 to 1983 where they were trying to figure out what the, they were doing mm-hmm. and they made all these weird dark twisted movies mm-hmm. yeah. like Dragon Slayer Return to Oz. Oh yeah. Uh The Black Hole.
3: Black Cauldron. Black Cauldron. Yes. Oh man. There's like I just heard
1: us online the other day, like there's stuff from Black Cauldron that was cut out because it was too yeah. hard. Like, <laughs> there's a hardcore Disney movie. Like yeah. it the Black Hole, it ends with another weird religious analogy. Even though Tron is really cheesy. cheesy, Tron has this weird like yeah. God thing going mm-hmm. on. Like it was a weird time for Disney and something <laughs> wicked this way comes. Yeah. All right. I put something wicked this way comes back on that previous list of the top five.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say we could ask these two, but you guys get to do that all year. You yeah. Get a that's,
3: that's
0: a yearly thing.
1: For yeah. yeah.
3: This yeah. is
0: your life. Yeah. I like it. Someone's got to do it, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. So hard. So. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank, thank you both so much for being on the podcast. This was a lot of fun. Oh,
2: yeah. Thanks for having us. I want to throw in a cheap plug real quick. Go Of oh, course. Travis, you can do all the you <laughs> cheap <your laughs> plugs.
3: So... Through recent engagements and relationships, um, I'm currently working on a movie called Texas Cotton, and it stars George Hardy, who is also known as the dad from Troll 2. Um, (laughs) On November 18th at Row House Cinema, we will be premiering Texas Cotton. Yay! um, And we also will have director Tyler Russell and George Hardy in person. So if you ever wanna meet the dad from Troll 2, he'll be at Row House Cinema. And uh, if you have cavities, he might be able to do some teeth cleanings, too. So there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if Rob Johnston is listening to this, he might be making his travel arrangements come out of Nashville just for one one yeah. day just to do that because he is a Troll 2 super fan. So. Yeah,
2: we're so psyched. We're so yes. proud of Travis. Yes. Yes. Yay. Branching Yay. out. Yay. A little the <laughs> so yes. Come
1: out and see George. <laughs>
3: He's the most eclectic, nice, just... I mean, he's the absolute definition of a good person. That's awesome. So come out, meet a good person, see a good movie. Yeah. There you and go. And I
2: will say yeah. that for this one, the trailer does look incredible. Yes. And I don't think it's going to be misleading at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> good job. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: if, speaking of plugs, Row House is very close to uh, Pittsburgh's ultimate haunted house. <gasps> uh, Scare Having made Scare. That, that trip on more than one occasion, it's really only yeah. about... Whether it's less than, it's probably like 10, 15 minutes yeah, depending like on time of day. Yeah. So uh, that, you know, you can absolutely see a movie and then go to the ScareHouse afterward or vice versa. Yeah. Like, make a whole evening out of it.
4: Mm-hmm. You should, absolutely. Come make it a weird, house. creepy
0: evening. I like it. <laughs> Sounds like a good, like, first date kind of a night. <gasps> yeah. Like, you're really, especially, yeah, you're really going to figure out if you're compatible. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you might as well go just, all in the first just, date. Like, yeah. don't waste your time. Just go absolutely. all in the first date, do the weird things. See if they're into it. Although I would
1: say if you were to do a week of worst first date movies, fun and games might be on that list. That's yeah, be on yeah. That's a little gutsy. Yeah. I
2: would say maybe keep it more classic. Yeah. yeah. Stick to with that freaks. One. Yeah. I mean, and everyone should definitely go see Travis's favorite movie, The Cabin in the Woods. Yay. <laughs> or
3: you could not and see Blair Witch Project. Oh,
0: be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to this episode and we'll talk to you again soon. I hear something backing up like...